0: The story is called Baby Steps. I'm not sure if the story really has the right title, but here's the story. One of the questions I get asked from people is, how did I become a How How is it that that I came to be an observant person? So I can tell you this. This is my earliest memory of a, a Jewish theme in my life. And I was probably seven years old at a guess. Um I know I had to be really young because I was, you know, going everywhere with my mom. Whatever my mom went, she went to visit her aunt, it went to the store, wherever she went, I had to go with her. So I remember I was with her all the time and we were at my aunt's house in a little house in the and I was standing in the living room and I told someone in my aunt or my mom I told them that I knew the first line I knew the Shema. That's what I told them. I don't know the first line. I told them, I know the Shema. And they said, you do? And I said, yeah. And I said, Shema Yisrael, Elo Shema Lokenu, Elo Shema And they were all very impressed because I was such a little boy. And I was much younger than if I would have gone to Hebrew school. And when they were so impressed that, that I knew it, it was a great source of pride to me. And I remember that very clearly that I was very proud that I knew what what I knew to be the Shema, of course, I know it to be much more now, but at the time that was the whole thing and it was it was very cool uh that's the word I use to uh to know it you know as i as we got older. And started going to the shul, and to go to shul on Shabbos morning on a regular basis. You know, my three brothers, my two brothers and I, rather, Kenny and Gary. Uh, you know, we were known as the three little boys. We used to, you know, run around, run around, run around until they, you know, tell us to go sit with our mom or my dad, whoever was there. Usually, my mom. And we'd go in the main sanctuary, and sure enough, we'd fall asleep in the chairs until in Kallahenu, and then we'd wake up and. You know, finish all the services and then go have kiddush. Right? I love those little cakes. Um, but I remember when we used to go back to the car to go home, we always seemed to cut through the main sanctuary. And cutting through there, invariably there would be a guy whose name I learned to his name was Reverend Barris, who was always up on the Bima practicing his laning. Now, he was probably a pretty young guy. This is going back for sure, uh, you know, at least 50-something years. Uh, I don't think he's still alive, but Reverend Bears had a very large, booming voice. And I always struck me that this guy is up there all by himself, and he's reading the Torah. And I thought that was such a cool thing, again, to be able to do. And nowadays, when I lane, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great memory that I I flash back to Reverend Barris, you know, practicing his laning on the Bema, you know, on Shabbos. While well, everybody's at the Kiddush, he's up there practicing his laning, undoubtedly practicing for, for Mincha. Anyways, so that's the second memory I have. And the third one was that I was never a good reader. This is, oh, so, now I'm a little bit older. I'm like 12, 13, 14 years old. Uh, I could never read English very well, and I certainly couldn't read Hebrew, barely at all. But I used to go to shul every Shabbos, and I used to try to follow the the Torah reading. And, you know, it's it's like an impossible thing to do because, first of all, if you don't know the language and you don't know the words... And the speed at which they're reading it is pretty fast. So the chances of you finding the place, unless you start at the beginning when they start, uh, it's like virtually impossible. But I used to try to always find the place. And, and I would like look for a word and look for a word and look for a word. And I could never find anything. But invariably, when I would try, somehow I would find the place. My My eye would... Somehow, be at a place in the text, just as he was saying the word, and I would recognize it, and the second word after that, and the third word after that, and then I would know that, in fact, I had found his place in the reading. And I knew that that couldn't be my intellect that allowed me to get there because I just knew I didn't have that kind of intellect. I didn't have the ability to read. I didn't know the words. I didn't know anything. All I knew is that I wanted to find the place. And invariably, whenever I would try, it would happen that I would be able to find it. And you've got to remember that there's like five pages, six pages of text, and he could be almost anywhere. And somehow I would find my place. And that's how I knew that there had to be some some spiritual powers in the world. I call them spiritual because, because they're not physical powers. But there's some, uh, there's some type of, you know, godliness out there or spirituality that allowed me to find the place. And I guess that's what my first inkling was, that there had to be a god in the world because I wanted to find this thing, and it was of a spiritual nature, and the only way I could have found it was with help, and it was totally unclear to me where that help was coming from. But it, but it always happened. Um, later on in life, when I started living on my own and kept kosher and things like that, you know, it, it turned out that I started to wear uh, a kippa. And I would wear it all the time. When I would walk in my house, I'd put it on, and I would um, wear it around the house whenever I ate. And as soon as I walked out the door, I would take it off. And I'd go all day. And when I come home, first thing I do is I put it back on. And one day, I found myself at the checkout line in the Albertson supermarket, and. I reached up to scratch my head and I realized that I was out of my house with my keeper on. And I thought, oh no, I'm wearing my keeper out of the house. And I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I'm, you know, 26 years old. And I can't believe I've just gone out of my house and I'm standing in the checkout line at Albertson with my keeper on. And no one has said anything to me. No one. And I looked around and I said, David. The reason nobody said anything to you is because they don't care. I said, if you want to wear your kippa outside, there's your proof. No one cares but you. If you want to do it, then that's what you should do. And in fact, from that day on, I, uh, I stopped taking my kippa off when I left the house. So the reason I call this story Baby Steps is because the process by which I became a Baltuva Took place really over a long, long period of time, Uh, in the sense of you know earliest memory seven years old, all the way till I was you know twenty seven years old. It took that long for me to realize that that what you want to do with your level of observance is up to you, and and nobody else in the world really cares, Um, and that's in a way empowering because. It allows you to do what you really want to do without thinking that somebody else is going to think weird of you. Anyways, that's the story. I hope it gives somebody encouragement to take a baby step in that direction. And uh, that's the message. Have a great day. Bye.